for starting out this first of this new year. And uh, what are you going to build your life around? And uh, I want to build my life around Jesus. And I hope that that's your passion this morning as well. Well, here we are at the beginning of 2021. And um, if you're glad that 2020 is over, I want you to type the word yes in the chat right now. Just type the word yes in the chat room and just see if anyone responds to that. And, um, and so if you're glad 2020 is over, just type that word in. And uh, if you had an amazing 2020 and you don't want to see it go, um, then I want you to type the words, I need my meds, all right? So just type those words, I need my medication. And, uh, <laughs> and I know that uh, for most of us, we're probably glad that 2021 uh, or 2020 is, is, is passing and we're into a brand new year. And even though so much has changed around us, there is something that has not changed. And this is why I believe, as we look at this message this morning about putting first things first, that I believe that God is wanting me to share with you and remind you today of something that does not change. And that is the idea of putting him first in all things in your life. Now, it's easier to say that, but do you really understand what I'm saying when I mean put Jesus first in your life? And even though our world around us is changing, there's so much happening around us, that never changes. And the, the order that we're to uh, put in our life and putting Jesus at the top of our priorities, that never, ever changes. And so here at the beginning of 2021, I believe very strongly that God is asking me to remind you that in the midst of all this change, get back to the basics and remind yourself about how to put Jesus first in your life. And that's what our message is about. It's a two-part series that I'm sharing about first things first. And today in particular for part one of this series, I want to share with you a message called the principle of first or the first principle, however you want to put that. And we're going to be looking at some passages that run from the Old Testament right into the New Testament. And kind of through the whole thread of Scripture, it teaches this principle of called first. And many of us, we've forgotten about this principle. Matter of fact, and as we move into 2021, we have lost sight of this principle that is so prevalent within Scripture. And I want to remind us at the beginning of this year about this principle. This principle of first. And so we're going to be looking in Exodus 13. We're going to be looking at that in the Old Testament. We'll be moving into, into Matthew as well. And so this whole thread we're going to be looking at today because I believe God wants to remind us that in the midst of all the change, that we still have a responsibility to put him first. And so at the beginning of this year, I want to ask you that question. Is God really first? In your life? Is he really first in your habits? Is he first in your time? Is he first in the way you use your gifts and your talents that God has given you so graciously? Is he first in, in all the treasures that he's uh, allowed us to have here as we live in North America? I think beyond a shadow of a doubt that the church is struggling today to be vibrant and to be alive 
because we've lost sight of this principle of first. Of first. And so is God really first in your life? When God is first in your life, everything seems to come into order. Everything seems to have a balance to it. But the opposite is true as well. When God is not first, then you begin to feel like your life is in chaos and, and sometimes you just don't know which end is up and, and you're, you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off as, as my parents used to use that expression. And uh, I don't ever want to see that chicken without his head. But some of us, we live our lives that way. Some of us are hurting. Some of us are struggling as we move into a brand new year because we've lost sight of this principle of first. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be a, a, a Debbie Downer in any way. But I just know that there's a particular kind of life that God blesses. And the, the life that God blesses, and we're going to learn about this morning, is a life that learns to put God first and what that looks like. And so when God is not first, things do get out of, out of order and chaos begins to come. Matter of fact, we need to remind ourselves that order matters. The way we do things matters. As a matter of fact, any one of us that are married, we know all about that. We know that, that um, your spouse will remind you of the proper order and to load the dishwasher. Okay? Like, raise your hand at home, all right, if, you're, if your spouse reminds you, hey, you don't load the dishwasher that way. There's a right order for doing it. There's an order for when you go grocery shopping. Now, I go grocery shopping with Helen on occasion, and when I go, she knows exactly where she's going. She says, you just drive the car, and you just follow me, and we'll get this done. And she hits the produce. She hits uh, all the vegetables. She hits the breads. She hits, uh, you know, and she's up and down the aisles and finishes off with a little bit of dairy and there's just an order for the way you go about doing things and so order matters as a matter of fact when you're house cleaning and hopefully you've cleaned your house at some point in time um, that when you're house cleaning it's great to do the vacuuming last you know why because you get to leave those marks in the carpet when the vacuum is oh those are beautiful marks and they look great and so there's an order for the way we do things. But even as I joke about those things, I want to remind you there is an order in the way that we live our lives. And that's what Scripture talks about, the principle of first. What is it that comes first in your life? When we begin to look in Exodus chapter 13, we see an example here. And I won't go too deeply into it this morning. But we see an example here of how the Lord spoke to Moses in Exodus 13, verses 1 and 2. And the Lord spoke to Moses, and I want you to, to, to use this passage. And, and by the way, you can go under the notes tab on your, on your platform there, and you'll see all the notes for today. Uh, you can copy and paste those and use those. Um, or you can you also use the, 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 the Bible tab, and you can follow along with some of these references that I'm giving you. But in Exodus chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, it says, And then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me to all the firstborn. Notice that expression. Consecrate to me all the firstborn. And then the scripture goes on, talks about the firstborn of, of the womb and, and how the children come about. And the Lord says, It is mine. 
Then in Exodus, a little bit later down in that same chapter, in verses 12 and 13, and I, again, I won't go into it too deeply, but he says that you shall set apart to the Lord all that, all that open the womb, that is, and notice it, here it is, every firstborn that comes from an animal that you have. And it talks about what will belong to the Lord's. And then it talks about how something comes along, and if it's not perfect, then, you know, how it, it is to be sacrificed. And so it's really kind of an interesting concept here. As we look in the Old Testament, the principle of first, it talks about some things are redeemed and some things are sacrificed. That which was redeemed is that which is clean. That which was sacrificed, or as so vividly put here within this passage in verse 13, it says, then you shall break its neck, which is another way of saying you shall sacrifice it. There are some things that cannot be redeemed that are sacrificed. When you fast forward to Jesus, Jesus is just the opposite. Jesus is the one that is clean, and he became the sacrifice to redeem you and I. And I won't go into it too deeply, but he did all that because he is the first of, of, of the firstborn, and he still is living out that principle of first. And so... As we look at this concept of the principle first, it runs from Old Testament into New Testament, the life of Jesus, and right on through. But the principle that I want you to take away from this message today, and as we begin 2021, is that the life God blesses is not just what we offer. I want you to hear me when I say this. It's not just what we offer to God, but it's the order in which we offer it. It matters. Order matters so again the principle that i want you to take away is that if you want god to bless your life it's not just doing the right things but it's how you do it and what order do you do it as a matter of fact when we move into the new testament in matthew chapter 6 verse 33 which is a great passage and pastor andrew read that this morning from the nlt and you saw it on the screen from the niv he says but seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. There's that principle of first. So the principle that we need to take away today is that it does matter how we offer things in our life. It does matter kind of what you do. It's not a matter of just throwing a bunch of things together when it comes to living for Jesus and saying, there, take it. But it comes to how are you offering it? What order are you giving it? And as before I go any further, I want to remind you, and I want to say very clearly and without hesitation, that the church today in North America is hurting because we've lost sight of the principle of first, of putting God first in our lives. We're still doing the right things. We're still throwing together some worship. We're still throwing together some Bible reading. We're still throwing together some prayer and some religious functions but we do basically all of that in what's left over from our lives instead of offering it to God first. You see? The principle of first. Order matters. And we're hurting today because we have lost sight of putting God first in the life. We may be doing the right things, but are you doing those in the right order? And order matters. So today, seek first the God's kingdom and his righteousness. 
then all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus was reminding us of this principle of first. Spiritually, maybe in 2020, maybe you've had a very difficult year. Maybe in your spiritual life, uh, apathy came over you where you said, oh, oh, I don't really care. I guess whatever. You know, I'll read my Bible. I'll pray. I guess if I have some time, I'll, I'll serve the Lord with, you know, my gifts and talents. You know, if I have a few extra, you know, a little bit of money in my pocket, sure, I'll throw a donation God's way. And so sometimes, maybe in 2020, maybe an apathy has come over our lives. Or maybe we've become inconsistent in our spiritual lives. And we just don't seem to have that consistent vibrancy for living for God and, and, and serving Him the way He wants us to. And maybe some passion and love for God has slipped away. And, and maybe our love for, for Jesus Himself has slipped way down on our priority list. It's interesting to me as we think about this and as we think about the principle of first, I think some of us are hurting spiritually. We're hurting physically, emotionally. We're hurting because when you ignore this principle of putting God first and ignoring the principle of the order, we, it hurts every aspect of our lives. Today, as we move into 2021, I want you to have the best year you've ever had. I want it to be filled full of God's blessing. Yes, God's blessing. Sometimes we talk about blessings. We're always wanting blessings. But you know what? Why not? I want God's blessings. But I also know that if I want God's blessing in my life, I cannot just offer him anything. I've got to put him first. I've got to let him be the one that when I begin to think about and and to begin to give him my time and my talent and my treasures, then I put him first in all things. I believe that's the key to really coming alive spiritually. And again, as I said it before, I think the church in North America is hurting today because we think we can offer anything to Jesus. What's left over, what we squeeze in between our drive from home to work, we just squeeze it in and that's enough, that's good enough. Folks, it isn't good enough. And as your pastor today, the greatest thing I could ever do for you in 20 and 21 is to remind you to put first things first, to put God first. It doesn't matter. It does matter how you do things. God never wants to be second. I guess if I was God, I wouldn't want to be second either. He doesn't want the leftovers from our hurried lives. He wants to be first. And the greatest thing I could do as your pastor is plead with you to stop and reorder your life and put God first, the first principle. As you move into the Old Testament, have you ever wondered why God accepted Abel's offering, but he didn't accept Cain's? It's interesting to me in preparation for this message that I've read this passage over and over again. God, Cain gave an offering, and Abel gave an offering. What was the difference? Why, why did you look with such favor on Abel, but you didn't on Cain? They both gave an offering from what they have. And as I looked at that passage, this whole principle of first began to pop out 
off of the pages to me. So in Genesis chapter 4, where you find the story of Cain and Abel, in verses 3 to 5, it says this. In the course of time, Cain, and I want you to notice this, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from the, here it is, from the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain became very angry, and his face was downcast. Now, at first reading, I thought, well, God, that's, that's not very fair. That's, why did you do it that way? But then I realized this principle of first is at play. You see, Cain brought some of the fruits. He maybe had some maybe some leftover apples over here. Maybe, uh, maybe he had some tomatoes over here. Tomatoes are fruit, all right? And he had some, of, and he just kind of scooped and says, yeah, okay, I got some stuff left over. I'll take it, and here, Lord, here's my offering. It was an offering. It was the right things, but it was in the wrong order. But Abel, on the other hand, he took the fat portions of his firstborn, of his animals, of his flock, and he gave it to God and said, I want to recognize you as giving you the first of all that I have. You see, there's the difference, that principle of first. I come back to this idea because in my own private life, I'm recognizing more and more that I'm doing all the right things but maybe I'm just scooping up the leftovers of my busy life and saying, here, God, I'm worshiping you. I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not putting it in the right order. I'm not giving God the first or the best of what I have to offer him. And I think when we wonder, where is God? Why isn't God's blessing on my life? God's not going to bless your life unless you put him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The greatest message I can share with you in 2021, as we start out this first Sunday of this year, is I'm asking us as a church family, put Jesus first. Remember this first principle. Even as you look at the Ten Commandments, the very first one is, talks about putting God first. Everything down through Scripture reiterates and enforces this principle of first. And that's what God blesses. Let me apply all this to our lives today as we move into 2021. As I've said before, you read your Bible. But is it the first thing that you do in, in the beginning of your day? Or do you simply squeeze it in, read a couple of verses before you fall fast asleep from being exhausted from the day? God wants you to put his word into your life and to not do it just simply of squeezing it in, but he wants you to, to do it first. What about your prayer time, your relationship when it comes to talking with God and walking with him? You pray, but do you simply squeeze it in? Or do you even pray at all? I have said this before that believers today here in North America we pray two to three minutes, maybe four minutes, you know, in a given day 
or a week, and I forget what the statistic is that I shared a while back, but it's so minor. And then we wonder, why isn't God blessing? Maybe it's because we're doing it, but we're not putting him first. What about your gifts and talents? Some of you that are listening to me today, you have so much to offer to the body of Christ, but you don't. You don't give your gifts. You don't give your talents. And you wonder, why isn't God's blessing on my life? In 2021, I'm not being negative. I'm just asking you to think about giving God first of your gifts and talents so that his church called the body of Christ can be vibrant and strong, not just in Asia, not just in South America, but right here in North America, in the city of Stratford, within this region, because we have all given our best and our first to God. Can you imagine what would happen if we all took this principle of first seriously? We would change the world. The world. So this principle of first is very powerful. I'm not going to touch too much on finances, but even in your finances. Some people, they simply maybe throw a few dollars God's way if, they, if they're done paying for everything else. God says, that's not right. Sure, I appreciate, you know, maybe you taking a moment to recognize me in some way. But he says, I want to be first in your giving. I don't want to be left over after you've paid for the pizza at Domino's. I want to be first before you even pay for that pizza. And there are people today that are hurting financially within their lives and they're not experiencing God's blessing because they don't honor the Lord first in their giving. That's a whole other message. The greatest thing that I can do here today is to remind you of this principle first. God wants to bless you in 2021, but hear me when I say this, but only if you put him first. I hope I can hear a big amen coming from all the living rooms and everyone listening today. So let me close out this message sharing with you a couple other ways that this principle is uh, displayed in Scripture. The principle of first affects a couple other areas, and I want you to notice this with me. This is, this is so great. I want you just to follow along with this. What about the first of each day? What are we to do at the beginning of each day? This is exciting. Scripture says we're to seek God. Go ahead, fill in that blank. The first of each day, what does God want you to do? He wants you to seek him. Not in a legalistic way. I'm not talking about setting alarms. So I guess I've got to read my Bible. I guess I've got to go and, and spend time with God. I'm not talking about legalism, but I'm talking about such a passion for God that you say, God, here is a brand new day. Your word tells me that your mercies are new every morning. I want to be a part of it. I want you to have the best part of my day, which is the beginning of my day. There's something special about the very first part of the day. is something special about the early hours of a day. And what we do with that time sets the tone for the whole day. As a matter of fact, Psalm 63 in verse 1, the psalmist says this. It says, O God, 
you are my God, and late at night when I'm exhausted, I will seek you. Does it say that? No, it doesn't. It says, early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Wow. So, the application of this principle of first is, what are you doing at the beginning of each day, the first of your day? You should be setting that time aside, not in a legalistic way, but out of a heart that desires to spend time with Jesus, to spend time with God. You should seek God. It's interesting to me that the most repetitive behavior that Jesus had in all four Gospels, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the most repetitive behavior Gospels is that he got away early in the day and spent time with his Father. That's interesting. It's the most repetitive behavior that Jesus had. A good example of that is Mark chapter 1, verse 35, where it says, Very early in the morning, speaking of Jesus, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. The first of the day he gave to his Father in heaven. The first 15 minutes, first 30 minutes, the first hour, whatever it should be, I want to call us here at Spotlight Church It doesn't matter what everybody else does. I'm calling us to once again think about what we do with the first of each day. And I want you to seek God. And if you do, God will bless you as you set aside that time and put him first. Another application of this first principle, and I'm just about done, is what are you doing with the first of each week? Scripture talks about what you should do at the first of each week. And... Scripture teaches us that we should worship. Matter of fact, I love Acts chapter 20, verse 7. It says, on the first day of the week, they came together to break bread. (laughs) That's worship. They were breaking bread. They did it time and time again. On the first day of each week, they came together. As a matter of fact, Acts chapter 20, I love that story because they were spending so much time worshiping God that someone fell out of the window And they had to revive them, bring them back to life, and keep on worshiping. Just a great story that that is there. It's interesting to me that here in North America, they tell us that 48% of American churches, now we're talking about those people south of the border, all right? Those people down there that sometimes as Canadians, we don't want to be compared to, but I'll get to Canadians in just a moment. But 48% of American churchgoers today attend church once a month. That is crazy. 21% of Canadians attend some kind of religious function once a week. may not even be church. It's just a religious function according to StatsCan. Folks, when I look at that, and I, when I think about what's happening and some of the trends that are taking place in the churches today, that when people who profess the name of Jesus only show up to worship once a week, and even, I know we're during a lockdown, but some people don't even go online to worship. Why? Are they so busy with something else that they don't have time to do that? There's really no excuse. When churches are open, can you not be there to worship? 
and meet together during the lockdown when the when online is all kinds of church services all over the place you can choose the best of the best and hopefully that's right here but there's no excuse but some people don't even bother to set aside the first of their week to worship then we ask ourselves why isn't god blessing the church why is my own heart empty why is my love for god grown cold if we only show up once a month and we think we're doing God a favor, there's something wrong, intrinsically wrong, with the way we are um, treating God. Now, I sound harsh today. I sound angry. But I'm, I'm speaking with conviction that if we want God to bless us in 2021, if you want God to bless your family, and if you want to have a joy in your heart, and a peace that passes all understanding, such as we talked about at Christmas, it doesn't come from just giving God anything. It comes from putting Him first. In Acts chapter 2, they said they, they met every day for church. And they loved it. Can you imagine going to church every day and loving it? That, I just can't even fathom that. You know, Some people say, well, I can't even go once a week. But they met every day. And folks, I want to remind you that in Acts chapter 2, when they went to church every day, it wasn't because they were more spiritual. It wasn't because they were more holy than we are today. They were just more honest. They were honest about the fact that they needed each other. And they were honest about it. We need each other during this pandemic, during the lockdown, during good times, bad times. Folks, we need each other. We need to hear God's word together. We need to worship together. We need to pray together, even if it's online. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 has never been more applicable. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And if we can't, there really is no excuse. If you can't get together to worship for an hour or a couple of hours once a week with the first part of your week, there's really no excuse. There's so much church available. When the doors are open, there's churches on every corner you can go to. When we're in lockdown, there's church online you can go to. There's no excuse. We need to stop the trend that is being reported we're 48% in south of the border. They're going once a month. 28%, 21% of Canadians do some kind of religious event once a, once a week. That's not acceptable. We must never, ever accept that as normal. There's a question that you will never, I should say, almost never asked in our home. You want to know what that question is? Honey, should we go to church? That's a question you won't hear in our home because we want God to be first. We want him to have priority. I don't say that to sound prideful, but I'm letting you know as your pastor that I passionately believe in this principle of first. I want to go to church. Even after 35 years of pastoring and seeing the good and the bad and the ugly, I want to be with God's people. I want to worship. 
the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want to put him first in my tithing. Put him first in my gifts and my talents and my time. I want him to have the best that I have to offer. How about you this morning? What is your habit? What is your trend showing about where you put God? Is he really first in your life? Or are you giving him the leftovers from a busy day, from overextended finances? Are you giving him your gifts and talents? There are some people who go to church all their life, but they never even serve or do anything. They just come in, take, and leave. That's not normal. So today, I'm encouraging you because I want God to bless you. I want you to have the best year you've ever had. And the way to do that is to remember this principle of first and putting first things first. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for this day. Thankful that even during this lockdown that I had the privilege of coming into your place, stepping behind this pulpit, which down through the ages has represented your sacred desk. Lord, I know that things are always changing and things are always happening differently. But God, today... I'm praying that in every one of our living rooms and every one of our families and everyone listening today that your spirit of conviction would move where it needs to move. And if we have been putting you way down the list in our priorities, I'm asking God that on this first Sunday of 2021, you would help us to say no to that and that we will put you first. Lord, this principle is so true. God, let it be lived out in our lives today. For everyone that's a part of Spotlight Church and those that maybe are just listening who are uh, connected to us for whatever reason, I'm asking God that you would raise up and help us to be a people who will put you first. And Lord, when we do that, we can change our community, we can change our city, we can change our region, and God, we can make a difference but it would only happen as we put you first. Lord, let that truth sink into our hearts and into our homes this day. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Our worship team is going to lead us in closing. And then this first service of 2021 will be over. But I hope that it's only the beginning of what God is going to do. Praise his holy name.